Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St Clement's each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your tits. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it! This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Hotbody Dawson, pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney, so what? Welcome along to the beginning of another history box. Uh, yes, we are delving once again into the history box. And what have we found? Who have we pulled out to closely examine as we try to assemble the, the definitive history of the world? Under the our series? microscope. Under our um, microfiche, if you like. Have you Why ever... Why did I say something about a microfiche? Someone... Someone was. Someone's I think on. someone was at an eighties museum yeah, or somewhere. Yeah, they sent they us. Suggested they it sent was. us a thing of an eighties museum, and it had a microfiche in it. Oh. I think it's near somewhere we're going on tour, maybe near Manchester. But I mean, people have sent us a lot of good things. There's a good exhibition in Liverpool, and then in Manchester we got the pigs to go and look at on the pig farm, possibly an eighties yeah. exhibition. I mean, fuck's sake, we're not going to have time. We're recording to do all this. this in advance. To be fair. Of all of that happening or not happening, because once you get out on tour, you know. I'm sorry, very when you're not doing the thing, you're, you're often either driving or very tired or hungry. In my yeah. experience, it's like yeah. you're either the- doing the show or you're driving or you're just desperate for a sleep or you're desperate mm. to eat. That's it. Yeah, the attitude is very much fuck that when presented with extracurricular activities. Yeah, it takes you out of you all the driving, mate. I mean, as fun as this it is, hard work. Yeah. But by the time we've done this, the tour will be finished, and I hope everybody enjoyed it. And I hope there was no terrible incidents that we, we aren't aware of at this point in time. P.S. Um, P.S. No refunds. Of course. <laughs> um, there have been refunds, by the way. But that's just people can't turn up because we moved the dates. Liverpool. Right? Yeah. We moved the dates. Change the date. And we moved the venue by a few doors. <laughs> yeah, that. Ah, oh, can't make that, lad. It's a bit far. It was a bit far as it was, but now you've moved like about four numbers up the same street. There's now you're asking too much. I'd prefer an refund. Taking the fucking piss. <laughs> yeah, so uh, we've lost a bit of money on Liverpool. Never mind. Um, we're not down. We'll turn a profit, well. but you know there've been some refunds handed out. Never mind. Um, we won't go there again. <laughs> nah, of course we will. Of course we will. And um, speaking of Liverpool, the subject of the history box is closely connected to with Liverpool's greatest sons, the Beatles. And he is Magic Alex. You know, I went to school th- with all of the Beatles, but they didn't all go to the <laughs> same school at all. But I moved around because I was always oh, getting tossed out for being too <laughs> rebellious, which is something that is quite Liverpoolian to be. And so I was at John Lennon's school, then I was at Ringo Starr's school, and then I was at Paul McCartney and George Allison's school as well. <laughs> and Pete Best and Stuart Sutcliffe's school. <laughs> and Magic Alex. <laughs> In Greece. Um, it's Magic Alex. Uh, Yanis, 
Alexis Maras. Um, later changed his name from Yanis to John. <laughs> Good man. If ever... <laughs> oh, honestly. <laughs> if ever you're going to change your name, we've all thought about it, you might have to, out of necessity, or you might have to, yeah. just for fun. And we've all thought about But if, if you're a bloke, the only acceptable thing to change your name to is John. Unless, John. of course, you're already called John, in mm. which case, take your pick of other names. But if I changed my name, it would be... I would change my name to John. John Jones, probably. I, I think if you're called John already i think you you need to work on the surname mm. you need to consider maybe jones john jones Smith. as we've covered before with the uh the, the canoe man the, the canoe man or uh maybe john johnson john something johnson. like that yeah my name oh yeah it's um oh, let's think uh, it's uh john john uh john johnson yeah john johnson <laughs> john johnson <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that's my name and always has been uh so if you yeah. look me up we're at HMRC or anywhere else, company's <laughs> house. That is what I will be registered as. But you probably won't have any need to do that. Anyway, how can I help you Every, with your investments? Everything's fine. No, no need to worry about anything. So I believe you want advice on investments and cryptocurrency. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> you want me to sell you some NFTs, I believe. <laughs> no problem at all. I can help. Yeah, so it's, it's Magic Alex to give him his uh, his nickname. Uh, Magic Alex was a Greek electronics engineer who was closely associated with the Beatles. His nickname was given to him by John Lennon when he was involved with the group between 1965 and 1969, during which time he became head of Apple Electronics. Now, Apple Electronics in itself possibly would be worthy of a deep dive. Yeah. Um, we'll, be, we'll be hoping to lease this episode out to uh, Chris Shaw, and the oh, yeah. uh, Eggpod mm-hmm. podcast. We'll do a, a, a deal with him for that because this, this is perfect. I'm pretty sure they syndication have right. Magic Alex. We, we should syndicate. Yeah, we'll syndicate. This, you know. Um. So anyway, Magic Alex first arrived in England 1965, exhibiting at the Indica Gallery, and I think that's the same gallery where Yoko Ono first. Um. Exhibited where she first met John, 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 Len John. <laughs> uh, he exhibited his kinetic light sculptures. What at the that? Indica Gallery. That's me. Uh, uh, how would I? What would I call that? Uh, that's me. Uh, <laughs> kinetic light uh, sculpture. Yeah, that's I think that's how you that say is. it in English. Yeah, yeah, there's a Greek word for it that I'm not going to tell you, but it's very. It's just it's a well-known it's word. Confusing. These are actually quite common in Greece. I mean, bring them over here and kinetic light sort of sculptures are like, whoa, hey, what's this? I've not seen a sculpture made out of light and kinetic energy before. Over in Greece, they're doing it in primary schools. They they work better in Greece because of the uh, heat we have the over climate. there and also yeah. the different light because we're nearer the sun. So I've adapted this one for England and uh, you'll not get this anywhere else in England. And if if you take it to Greece, it won't work. So take it or leave it. It's 90 quid. Do you want it or what? Um, He impressed John Lennon with the nothing box. (laughs) This is exactly exactly the kind of thing that 1965 John Lennon would be impressed by, isn't it? Oh, it's called a nothing box, is it? Oh, that sounds really interesting. I've got to the stage where 
I've done so many things and been so many places that most things are very boring to me. To I'm the very extent jaded. it's gone full circle. And the only thing that actually could stimulate my imagination is nothing at all. And in fact, I'm thinking of writing a song for the next album called Nothing At All. Uh, and uh, so if you've got nothing, then that's the best way to interest me. Oh, ah, well, funny you should say that, because look at this. It just looks like a box. It just looks like a box. Open it up, though. That's right. It's a nothing box. Okay, I'm listening. The nothing box. The nothing box was a small plastic box with randomly blinking lights. <laughs> There's a bit more on it further down in the next paragraph. Uh, the section... We're on the Wikipedia page, hey, by the way, obviously. The section which is entitled London and the Beatles, mm. which is it's great. Is it the best section? Maybe not. But anyway... Mardas impressed Lennon with the nothing box, a small plastic box with randomly blinking lights that Lennon would stare at for hours while under the influence of LSD. Fuck's sake. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> so that was one of these things that he did. And he also allegedly claimed he could build a 72-track tape machine. We'll no get problem. onto that later on. Uh, he was in India with the Beatles when they went to the uh, Maharishi Mahesh Yogi's ashram, mm. uh, which was, of course, just after Brian Epstein had died. And they all went off to India uh, to write the White Album. And um, Ringo took uh, a suitcase full of tins of Heinz beans because he didn't trust Indian food. Um, Magic Alex was then given the job of designing the new Apple Studio in Savile Row. And it says here, uh, his schemes, which is an excellent word for what he was up to, his schemes lost Apple at least £300,000, which in 2021 money was £5.5 uh, You know, Undeterred in the 1970s, uh, the anti-terrorism industry offered bulletproof vehicles bugging devices and security hardware so magic alex set up companies offering these products to vips uh he was a, an exceptional grifter i think yeah. he would have thrived in the current day mm. in so many different ways uh king hussein of jordan bought a fleet of cars that magic alex had customized but then reportedly had all the changes reversed when tests demonstrated them to be useless. <laughs> Magic Alex was the manager director of Alcom Limited, which specialised in electronic communications and security. He later returned to Greece. He died in 2017 at the age of 74 in Athens. Um, but as I said, the most uh, interesting section of this possibly is London and the Beatles. So he arrives in... Uh, England on a student visa in 1965 befriending John Dunbar of the aforementioned Indica Gallery and later moving in with him in a flat on Bentick Street alright oh, yeah I'm, uh, I'm Alex yeah I've just come over from Greece definitely Can came I live off, with you? definitely came off the plane with an alright cunts <laughs> at Heathrow didn't he <laughs> yeah I mean, I don't know why there hasn't been a film made of the, the life of Magic Alex. It's, mad, it's, yeah, it's madness, not to. Or a documentary, surely. They, yeah. I know there's not a lot of footage of him, but, you know, there's so much going on here. 
Uh, yeah, so he introduces himself to John Dunbar, befriends him, uh, gets exhibited at his gallery, um, and then gets to know John Lennon. It says, known at this time as Yanis Mardus, he initially found employment as a television repairman, <laughs> which is, of course, an occupation of interest to, us, to this yeah. podcast. Mm. We've talked about that quite a bit recently. Uh, John Dunbar later introduced Mardas to Brian Jones of the Rolling Stones. So, you know, everybody was pals with everybody else. Actually, did you see the Brian Jones documentary that was on? No. Last week? No. It was on BBC Two, I think. It'll be on iPlayer, but it's it's Nick Broomfield. Oh, really? Yeah. It's very good. So he did, he's not been released as a movie then? He's just stuck it straight on BBC? It might have had, like, a limited cinema release I don't know because that's what happens these days things come out in a cinema and then they're there for a couple of weeks and then they're on the telly the week after Brian Jones formed the rock and roll band the Rolling Stones in 1962 <laughs> he later went on to die in a, in a tragic accident in his swimming pool but I always wanted to know more I was curious about his hair about the rumours that he was exceedingly <laughs> short laughter no, it's very good. It's very good. There's some interview footage with uh, Bill Wyman, of course, who is... He left the Rolling Stones just in the 90s. He just went, ah, fuck this. I'm yeah. not doing it anymore. And he's incredibly old now. In the way that the, the Stones, as they are, Mick and Keith and, and Ronnie Wood, mm. haven't aged because they've still got that rock star persona. Well, they've become Bill like Wyman. raisin men, haven't they? Yeah. Bill Wyman's just retreated into proper... Old man. Oldness, yeah. Well, that maybe yeah. that maybe that's why they, you know, they were like, "See you later." Yeah, because they didn't. Maybe they they, they sort of write him out of history a little bit as well, don't they? Mm. They're not like. Well, the the, the the Brian Jones thing, but it'll be on iPlayer. It's really good. The the takeaway for me for it was that Brian Jones was just basically a bit of a knob. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can <laughs> believe that. That's that's what I felt from watching it, but yeah, it's good. Um, what else have we got? Um, Mardus exhibited the kinetic light sculptures at the gallery, and uh, John Dunbar worked with Mardus on the psychedelic light box for the Rolling Stones three-week tour of Europe in 1967. Although the Rolling Stones were not impressed with the results, uh, <laughs> John Dunbar. Later said, he was quite cunning in the way he pitched his thing. He knew enough to know how to wind people up and to what extent. He was a fucking TV repairman. <laughs> Yanis Mardus. <laughs> None of this magic Alex shit. <laughs> Jalapeño. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Jalapeño. Uh, yeah, like I say, proper grifter. He'd be... Do you remember how in Cat Weasel, when Cat Weasel, like, obviously could time travel, and when he was in, like, modern day England, mm. by modern day I mean mid-70s, which is when Cat Weasel was 
made, he'd always call anything electric electricery. And you realise that yes. in that era, that was... I mean, I've always loved the cat weasel phrase, electricery. And uh, I think that in that era, people were still easily impressed by anything electrical, bleepy and flashing. Yeah. And uh, yeah. certainly it was enough to hoodwink John Lennon and numerous others. Oh, completely, yeah. Anything that looked new. I mean, John Lennon with his obsession with plastic. In get what, back. Are you, what are you going to do with that plastic afterwards? Maybe uh, I could get my hands on that plastic um, for a uh, reduced price, or by which I mean gratis, if you catch my drift. <laughs> Alex, Alex, I've got a consignment of plastic coming to the house next week. Could you maybe put some... Uh, Flashing lights on it for me. <laughs> Gratis, obviously. <laughs> yeah, but you'll have to cover my costs, John. Lights <laughs> don't come free. I'm not going to mark them up, but you're going to need to cover the costs for the lights. <laughs> oh, I don't think that's going to be possible, Alex. No, no. We're the Beatles. Everything has to be free, you see. George just sent someone out to buy it, get him some shoes. Several pairs of shoes. If he can get that and he's not even the main singer like I am, then surely I'm good for some flashing lights on a bit of plastic. <laughs> the thing is, Mal Evans came back with the pairs of shoes, not just one, you know, just the right one of each each type. <laughs> they let him walk out there with the whole pair. That's the magic of the Beatles. That's the allure. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, he didn't impress the Rolling Stones. Brian Jones then introduced Mardas to John Lennon almost kind of passing him on I think mm. oh there's a good bit of that documentary where um, John Lennon had had a speaker installed under his, his I think it was his Bentley that he was driving around at the time Who had and a John microphone Lennon? inside it'll have been Magic Alex that probably made it um, and he was following Brian Jones's car through the countryside and seeing it at the microphone pull over Brian Jones you are under arrest pull over now and it instilled a fucking complete freak out in Brian Jones. <laughs> it didn't know where this was coming from. <laughs> That's what you could do when you were a Beatle back then. I'm going to pull a right uh, Frank. <laughs> I think the, the best stuff about the Beatles isn't the music. It's the off-field activities, if you want. Off-the-pitch activities, if you the want to call antics. them that. yeah. Yeah. That, again, is why, you know, the Craig Brown book, one, two, three, four, is like almost entirely about their off-pitch antics, antics and yeah. hardly at all about the music because so many books have been written about the music. It's just about their antics. Yeah. yeah. I've started reading a book about McCartney from post-Beatles and it's 69 to 73. Right. And I got about 50 pages in. It's good. I've read a similar one before which covered the whole of the Wings period, but this is like 69 to 73 and about 50 pages in it starts talking about recording sessions and oh. what instruments he played and yeah. what time of day the oh, I'm like no no I don't want that I want antics antics I want, exactly I want arguments I want business dealings that, that go horribly wrong yeah I want tension arguments pranks he pulled fights pranks he pulled pranks and antics is what yeah. we want it's even a few shenanigans. When I get a memoir, I yeah. go straight to the index and look up S for shenanigans. S for shenanigans, mm. yeah. Um, yeah, Jones introduced Mardas to Lennon, and at this point, Mardas impressed Lennon with the Nothing Box, uh, which he would watch while under the influence of LSD. 
Lennon later introduced the renamed John Alex Alexis Mardas as his new guru. <laughs> um, this is what you got. Make himself a guru. He, he, he meds televisions mostly, but he's got some other good stuff going on. Got some good ideas. It's a bright lad. You remember the story that Glyn Johns told when he went to John Lennon's house with Mick Jagger to watch telly in New York? I'm going over to John's house to watch some telly. Do you want to come? But don't start <laughs> causing any trouble. Yeah, come on. We're just about to watch um, the streets of San Francisco, <laughs> if, you, if you don't mind. <laughs> My scouse nan used to always say, if you don't mind, about fucking anything. Like, right. to, uh, as if to indicate that almost anything you said was very fancy and pretentious. Yeah. And go, oh, hello. Hello, Grandma. Do you, um, can I can I have a glass of water? Oh, have a glass of water, if you don't mind. <laughs> and you're like, well, <laughs> so, I, don't, I don't know what to tell you. It's just, I just want a glass of water. I'm not trying to, like, come in here and act all highfalutin. <laughs> The other one she's got for that, that I think, I don't know if this is still, if the scouse is so, she'd always go, hey, state of me mate, state of me yeah. mate, which meant, okay, listen to this flash cunt. Again, yeah, yeah. again, she would unleash that for anything. Do you know what I mean? You, you just, what, just, an object? No, what I mean is you didn't have to say anything for her to sort of use one of these phrases to accuse you of being right. slightly above yourself. Like, so you'd come in, you'd go, well, uh, yeah, oh, oh, how have you been? Well, you know, just the usual, going to school, hanging about my mates. Oh, stay to me, mate, going to school, hanging on out with my mates. <laughs> it's like, well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> stop bullying me. <laughs> it's, just, it's just regular stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Magic Alexi was now christened. Mardas allegedly told Lennon about uh, ideas for futuristic electronic devices he was, in inverted commas, working on. That's almost yeah. like Roy the Rovers thing, isn't it? I'm working on a few projects, but I'm going to need some funding. I can't tell you what they are. They're top secret. <laughs> electronic device he was working on, it says here, which he later disavowed, either <laughs> promising or discussing. You know what this is all reminding me of? Because this is what this is what I've I've had it in my head, and I, it's only just it's only just um, presented itself with more clarity. Mm-hmm. Here's a guy that, in the age when electricity and electric devices and gadgetry was still very far out, okay, um, personal gadgetry. He had a tiny amount of knowledge which he used to sort of, you, you know, which he combined with a whole lot of smoke and mirrors to fool yeah. everyone around him that he was a genius who they should invest in. That's exactly what the tech world is like today, right? Yeah, yeah. Someone rocks up into your fucking company or into your life and says, I've created an app or I've created a, a platform or whatever it is. And they use a few buzzwords and then they go, I need 10 million quid. And yeah. that's why, you know, there's endless f- films now that are being made about this sort of stuff, you know, about like that one about what's the name who invented the fucking the non-existent. Elizabeth Holmes. Yeah, Elizabeth Holmes. Um, and it's just like, who was it the other day as well that I heard wasn't even, a, didn't even know how to code 
oh no, that was on Succession. But it's quite, it's quite well. The the the, the, the Norwegian guy in Succession, yeah, right. Yeah, he's he's like this kind of character. He's just like some sort of a yeah, you know, geezer who's bullshitted his way into something that, and because it's a world that seems so mysterious to most of us, to mere mortals, right? Kind of go, well, he he must know his stuff. This has got to be the next big thing, right? But it's what like I'm com- saying is, this tech world is just the same as mm. Magic Alex. It's all half the time. It's just a nothing box with some lights stuck to it. They will they will come along with with ideas to disrupt how things are done disrupt but they they demand millions and billions in capital to get it going and they they, they if they ever turn a profit it's like a decade down the line they go like i'm going to disrupt you and you're yeah but so either way you're going to get disrupted so you can either give me the money and get in on me disrupting you or just sit there and get disrupted and end up with nothing. What's it to be? Stay over there, Mr. Old School. It's a, superb, what you've done for it's a superb confidence trick and one that I believe we should be more heavily involved in. In fact, <laughs> I think that we should change our Twitter bio and everything about this podcast to disruptors. Because disruptors I in think that's capital the, letters. If, if you claim you're disrupting, then you know, people are gonna give you money, man. Yeah. Yeah, that's the mistake we've made by not disrupting sooner. Mm. Um, we've just kind of gone under the radar a bit, haven't we? But yeah, like Uber and Netflix. Yeah. Like Netflix doesn't make a profit, does it? I'm pretty sure it doesn't. No, no one makes profit. And now they're talking about... It's just money going and round talking, and round. Yeah, money gets poured into it and no profit comes out. But everyone's like, oh yeah, well it'll make a profit in quarter three in 2035. Feed it, but the problem is we're not project. feeding it enough money. Feed it more money yeah, and in more. the end it'll shit out larger bits of money. But it's not going to shit out more money if you don't feed it enough into its face. And then, of course, numbers are dropping on Netflix because everyone's got subscription fatigue because yeah. everything's a subscription now. Mm. Uh, you've just got to pick and choose which ones you have. You should continue to subscribe to the IFS, by the way. Well, it is your best subscription. i tell you what happens with this sort of subscription is we tell you exactly what you're getting. You know exactly what you're getting. You pay a small amount, right, and you get bespoke content. But the problem mm. with your Netflixes of this world is that you're paying a larger amount and you just get more content than you could ever be bothered consuming and you only consume 1% of it anyway. But you're effectively paying to fund the other 99% you've got no interest in, right? Yeah. So... And you spend a a large amount of your time scrolling through it, trying to find the content that you want to watch. It would be like when you were a kid, right? Say you liked one particular band on one particular record label, right? You couldn't go in and say, I want to buy this record by my favourite band. They go, well, sorry, but we can't sell you that individually. We can sell you this package of every record on the record label. And we're going to give them to you in a huge box and you have to pay for the whole lot. (laughs) But the song you want is in there. It's in there. (laughs) Yeah. And who knows, while you're digging around for it, you might stumble across some other stuff you like. And you're like... Fuck that, I don't want all this other fucking stuff. I ain't got time. I just I just want my madness record. Well, sorry, you're going to have to have everything else as well. And you're going to have to pay for everything else too. If not, no madness record for you. You'd be fucking fuming. Yeah. I think it's what they call late-stage capitalism, isn't it? Mm. It's just unfettered and out of control. Yeah, but and in the end, no the, market, the market will prevail. Because if people start unsubscribing, they will have to change their model. 
and then wow. something better will come along, like the, like the Iron Filing Society. Yeah, I think this is the best model there is, probably. Is. Yeah. Better than Netflix. Because you know what you're getting. It's not like we're saying, yeah, yeah actually, can you, can you pass £50 a month, but there's going to be 20 other podcasts as well. What, ones by, <laughs> yeah. ones by Sam and Andy? No, no, by some other cunts. By some other cunts. But, you be what are they? Are they still, like, about the same sort of stuff? No, no. no, 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 no. We've got true no, no. crime ones. We've got uh, really serious politics ones. We've got... What, DIY? What, yeah, DIY ones. We've got fucking loads. You'll get access to so many other podcasts. Well, I don't fucking want those podcasts. Well, no, you gonna, might like them. Sorry, you're going to have to have them. <laughs> Either way, so pay up or fuck off. <laughs> Uh, where are we at? I've lost the page. Here it is. Um, yeah, so here are... I don't know whether they go into this or not, because there's a big list of the things that he came up with. Uh, I'm not going to, because we're at the end of the episode, pretty much. So um, I'll, I'll... I'll just tell you one of them. Yeah, go At on. random, because there's about six or Who'd seven. Who'd have thought? Uh, a force field that would surround the Beatles' homes. <laughs> oh, yeah. That is fucking superb. John, John, sit down. You're going to love this, right? I've, You're going to love I've, it. I'll tell you what I've done. I've done you a drawing of it. But it was hard to draw <laughs> because the whole point of this thing, I'm going to tell you straight up, it's a force field that surrounds your home. No, no, don't say anything yet. I know you're excited. It's in very difficult to draw force field because it will be invisible, which is one of the most beautiful things about it. But I think I've sort uh, of done it justice. This is a picture of your house and those sort of lines, <laughs> those wobbly lines around the outside, of it, they represent the force field. They're, they're meant to kind of represent very, very small vibration because that's the only way I could represent it, I think, in uh, drawing form. Well, basically, yeah, force field. Because you were saying you're worrying about getting burgled because yeah. of all the stuff you've and got all in the house, fans all the possessions and you've got. You've had trouble with the old bill trying to get in to find your wacky backy, all that stuff. No, worry no more. Because even the old bill won't be able to get around this. And, they, and the beauty of it is they won't be able to prove that there's anything there. They'll walk up with their truncheons to your front door and 20 yards out, bang, <laughs> they'll hit an invisible wall. And they'll get a small electric shock. But then they can't arrest you for it. You'll go, what are you talking about? I've got, there's nothing there. They won't be able to prove anything. And you'll be inside Genius. merrily smoking your old joints till your heart's, you'll be high as a kite, looking out the window, laughing your head off. Now, what do you reckon? Oh, by the way, I'm going to need £18,000 for that. Because uh, force fields... By tomorrow morning, preferably. For, force fields, there's a particular type of electricity that you can actually only get from Spain, right, which is force field electricity. They have it there in the... Um, they have it in the in the mountains there. And uh, <laughs> I'm getting it shipped over, see? Uh, very expensive. And you've got to pay Increased. all the... Du- you've got to buy the duty on it, all that stuff. But it's a Spanish force field electricity. I mean, five, ten years, it'll be more prevalent. They'll start growing it here. But for the moment, there's only one small place that has it, and that's why it's so pricey. But you and the other Beatles will be the only ones here. And I'll tell you what, John, as a special deal, if you give me the 18 grand now, I will keep stum about it to the other Beatles, or at least Paul. So you will have it, and he will not. Because I know you and him got a bit of a rivalry going on. I've uh, seen you. I've seen you. Be, it would be a great little power play for you to have a force field <laughs> and him still to have a home that is effectively a naked target. 
<laughs> so there we are. Uh, we'll be back with more about Magic Alex next week. And you've said that the Craig Brown book has got sections. It's about brilliant. I'll uh, I'll do my homework and, and look at the stuff from the Craig Brown book bring in the to meantime. Us next time. Mm. Yeah. All right. Thank you very much for listening. And goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>